Welcome to the Soybean Aphid Podcast. This is Amy Asmus. Did I pronounce that right? Mm-hmm. And it's August 31st. We're doing something different today. We are talking about aphids, but not in soybeans, in corn. Corn aphids. Corn aphids. And Amy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're located, and uh, what brings you to campus? I am located in north central Iowa, um, right on the border. I like to call it Iosota. That's the region one mile either side of the Iowa-Minnesota border. Um, my husband and I own Osmus Farm Supply, which is a retail chemical supplier that sells to growers that basically self-apply their own inputs. Um, so we get a lot of questions on what's in the field and what they should use. Um, last year and this year, a growing problem that we've had lots and lots of questions are is corn aphids. Uh, one of the f- frustrations that we have with all of the um, questions that come up is we rely a lot on the university and other sources um, to provide some information about the pests that we are looking at. So hopefully today we can provide you a little information about the pest we've had so many questions about. That's awesome. Um, so this is the Soybean Aphid Podcast, and I'm the soybean entomologist. Um, so let me just, maybe we can back up a little bit. We were at an event a little while ago, it was last week, the Corn and Soybean Initiative. It's a program run out of Iowa State University, and the purpose of this meeting was to sort of showcase what we're doing here at the university and um, kind of link us up with partners that are involved in the Corn Soybean Initiative, or CSI, and uh, I was all excited to share my soybean aphid research, and then Amy shows up and says, that's great, that's wonderful, but I don't have a problem with aphids and soybeans, I got a problem with aphid and cor- aphids and corn, and um, yeah, this was a, a, a bit of a surprise to me, It, um, especially given the kind of year we've been having, we've seen outbreaks of soybean aphids, fairly large numbers, and I think we've had some significant spraying. Um, would you say so in your area? Yeah, we've had some spraying in our area. It was delayed probably two to three weeks from the normal zone uh-huh. that we would spray it in. Um, and a lot of growers actually, I was kind of excited that it was delayed because then they didn't want to just throw in an insecticide. They actually went out and scouted this year. Oh, wow. Wow, and it cool. was it was determined as a separate trip. So I know that uh, the growers that we did have that sprayed, they were above the threshold, okay. and um, they were actually being scouted instead of marketed. That's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in, uh, it's it sort of shows that this works. That the research that we do is getting out to people and like yourself, and you're using it. But there's this problem we're having now with aphids and corn. And um, I, you know, I grew up academically studying insect pests of corn, and the major one for the last 20 years has been the corn rootworm, maybe even longer than that. Um, a soil-based uh, pest that feeds on the roots and you know, outside of maybe some corn borer and some other leps, we don't really think much about the insect pests that feed above ground. But this year, the aphids have really been a problem for you. Can you give us some description? I mean, it, I, I've seen aphids on, soy, on on corn plants. I've seen aphids on soybean plants, too. But uh, it's one of those things where maybe one in a million plants, literally one in a million plant, plants in a field, has a lot of aphids on them, 
and you don't think much of it. And if it does happen, it happens kind of late in the season, and it interferes with pollination, but that's about it. But that's very different from what you're seeing, right? Yeah, very different. The information we had to go on previous to the last two years basically um, told us not to worry about corn aphids unless it was during that pollination period, and we had large numbers on the tassel or on the silks so that their honeydew excretions would prevent, you know, adequate pollination. We did see some fields over by Ruthven, Iowa that were sprayed, probably when 80% of the field was tasseled because we did have high numbers and we were worried about some pollination. But most of the calls we get um, were within the last three weeks where we have numbers of a thousand. I mean, these are teeny things, and uh-huh. they're, you know, inches worth uh, above the sheath of each of the leaves above the ear leaf. Oh, wow. And so it's to the point where you walk into a cornfield, and it's not something that um, we <laughs> that that we think is spotty in the cornfield. I mean, I'll walk out sticky, mm-hmm. you know, and they are the um, Aaron Hodgkins had done an article on getting to know the aphids in corn, and it is the corn leaf aphid. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. it's the dark blue-green aphid. Um, they're hiding mostly in the sheaths. I did go out last night in a field and looked that had been sprayed with Hero at the time of the um, headline application. And even in that field, there was, again, probably... 30 to 40 aphids per sheath, which okay. just um, kind of made me wonder about the type of coverage that we're getting, even if we do spray them. What's Hero? What's the active ingredients? Um, it's FMC's new one. You're going to like make me think now. It's a power of two kind of combination of two different kinds of insecticides. So it's, a um, it's a Mustang Max and... Pyrethroid, I think. Is that right? Yeah. And, and something else. Okay. We can look it up, but um, yeah. Uh, So the reason I ask is um, one of the things that's happened since 2006 is a lot of corn has received fungicides. And um, let me take another step back. You know, seed corn production is, you know, it's a highly valued crop, and a lot of inputs go into that insecticide and fungicides to make sure you get, you know, as much as you can out of it. Something changed in 2006. A lot of just see, uh, field corn, kind of conventional corn, not grown for seed, but, uh, that has started to receive a lot of fungicide, partly because the value of the crop went up uh, in 06 and 07. Um, so I want to just make sure you know, Hero is just an insecticide. This wasn't a field that got a fungicide uh, because we worry about fungicides being applied to crops those can knock out some of the fungus that kill insects, which may make the plant make the crop more at risk for insects like aphids. Yeah, actually, this field that I did go in last night, the hero was applied with headline. Oh, it was applied with a fungicide. Yeah. Okay. So it was a dual application by uh, air of a fungicide and an insecticide. Interesting. So I I think we talked a little bit about this. It's not just one field. Um, we talked a little bit about this at the CSI event. It's not just one field that's uh, you've seen these outbreaks. It's been multiple fields, and it wasn't just this year. You've seen this in, o- in 08 as well. Is that yep. Right? 
it it's been this is our second year sometimes when you see an odd pest spider mites or something like that they um show up once every so many years uh, this is the second year in a row and it's been fairly consistent throughout fields to the west of us we haven't really heard much to the east of us but uh -huh. to the west and a little bit south of us and then to the north of us through minnesota there's a lot of a lot of fields with aphids also yeah, yeah we've um, heard reports of this in other states again starting around 07 um, nothing you know nothing saying just you know one factor was responsible uh, again I've kind of hinted that well maybe all the fungicide we're applying is making the crop more at risk for aphids but um, I think I've heard from you and others that not every field that gets fungicides get these aphid outbreaks in the corn so it's a you know hypothesis that the fungicide may be making you know these aphids able to survive better but um, it's not uh, it's not explaining everything we see you know so uh, correct yeah. and and quite conversely we do have some fields that that we have outbreaks of aphids in that have never had a fungicide right. sprayed on the corn that's what I was trying to get at I mean it doesn't yep. explain everything so um, yeah uh, and this is happening later in the season and are you seeing, so it's not, pollination's already occurred, but now are you seeing evidence maybe last year um, and maybe even this year, are you seeing evidence of plants being stunted or affected by these late season aphids? Um, we haven't seen a lot of leaf damage on them where we would see them. Like curling of the leaves. Curling or, of the leaves or yeah. discoloration spots. Yeah. Um of course, in some fields, that's hard to tell with the eye spot that's yeah. out there anyway. So there um, could be fungal diseases that are masking that. That are masking that. And um, and I don't even really know if there's any correlation between the feeding of the aphids and some fungal diseases also. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's a vector at all. But there are plant viruses that are readily uh, vectored by aphids, and I think the but you have the corn aphid and uh, bird cherry oat aphid or two that you've identified in your fields. Uh, those are vectors of several plant viruses, so that that's possible. Um, yeah, the question, uh, and, and today I think you're going to be frustrated because I'm going to pose a lot of questions. <laughs> I don't have a lot of answers. But, but one of the questions is um, the viral transmission, typically that has the most impact when it's done early in the plant's growth. This late in the year, when the plant's about to senesce and, you know, we're getting into a time where we're thinking more about harvest, not a lot of impact can occur from that virus. Um, that's not to say that it can't. It's just it, typically the most of the damage that occurs from these plant viruses happen earlier in the you know, more vegetative stages of the plant. So anyway, it's an open question to some, to some extent. So, um, but you, you have seen some yield loss you think in some of these uh, fields um, farmers are perceiving okay. that they are are losing yield and some of the treatments that were actually applied this year for the corn aphids um, were not really based on what we know because we don't know right, a whole lot right. um, but they were based on the fear that the farmer has that um, they it's perceived that they are losing mm -hmm. losing yield and um, hopefully when I talked to a grower and we talked about a treatment, I always said, leave a check strip, let me know. 
Um, and that also lets them know whether or not they are actually losing yield. Yeah. Um, perceived yield and actual yield um, sometimes are really big, wide, yeah. <laughs> open target to a grower. So um, this year you think you have some growers who have put in these check strips? Do you think you'll have some data to at the end of the summer to kind of I hope so. Um, I know of at least four or five that I've suggested they leave a strip and have said, yeah, that would be cool. Um, And I'll try to follow through and get that information. So you got to be a little bit leery of some of that information because it's really not set up as a true check, but it's at least a starting point to um, look at whether or not what they perceive is actually happening in the fields and might springboard something to study. That's a great point. uh, Something we had talked about earlier. Um, And the research, a lot of the research that's done at the university is brought to... You know, it's brought to us by funding from multiple sources, whether it's USDA, agribusiness, commodity groups. Um, and right now, we're, most of the research that I do is funding you know, problems that already exist. Soybean aphid. Uh, we're doing a little bit of funding on, we're doing a little bit of research on bean leaf beetles and Japanese beetles. But um, especially my colleagues who work in corn, like I said, the corn rootworm is their main focus. So going so having funding for a new pest, well, we have to bring it to the attention of a lot of people. And um, through CSI, we're starting to do that. And uh, I don't have any research uh, focused on the, so- on the corn aphid, uh, or corn aphids, because it's not just one species. Uh, but what you're collecting would be very helpful to give us some uh, insight as to how severe a problem this is and what kind of... Uh, what kind of hypotheses and tests we need to explore uh, to address the questions that you and your growers are having. I think one of them um, would be, you know, just what insects are out, what, what aphids there are out there that are doing this. And it looks like, you know, from what Aaron Hodson, our field crop entomologist, has put out, it looks like there's at least two. Uh, which one's dominant, we, we don't know. We don't, haven't, haven't done the survey work to identify that. And then the question is just um, how much of an impact are they having on uh, crop yield. So, yeah, if you can get us some insight into that with the, the check strips, that would be great. Any other questions? Or? Uh, no, I just think this is great that uh, that we're willing to put this out here, even if we're willing to say we don't know that much about it. Help us. Well, we're starting. I, mean, <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate so. you bringing this to my attention. And like I said, I'll, I'll share with, uh, with you all at the ICM conference in uh, Ames in December the uh, suction trap captures of the corn leaf aphid and what we've seen there. And then if you've got any data to share, you know, as you get the yields from this summer, that would be really helpful. I think that would give us some insight as to just how important these late season outbreaks can be. And and it'll provide ammunition, you know, I'm putting quotation marks around that, ammunition, not real live stuff, but ammunition as to um, how important this is so that we can go to other funding agencies like USDA and say, look, help us out here. We have a pest that we know very little about, and our growers are you know, facing some, uh, some problems to a very important crop. Right. I do like that shotgun approach. Everybody that's out there, not just my customers, um, should let people like Matt, people at the university, people in agribusiness know about um, 
even off the wall trends that you're seeing mm -hmm. in your cropping systems in your fields as far as insects or pests go um, because sometimes we're seeing stuff we don't even know we're looking for and and maybe the next big breakthrough yeah, or yeah, something yeah. This is true. but uh so yeah it's really important to get the information out there and get the information back to those people that can uh look at those trends and see okay. see what we need to know Thank you. that's great and that's, and that's uh, uh that's probably that's a good place to end it on. Thanks, Thanks for coming for in. Yes. Appreciate <laughs> your time and uh, have a good fall. <laughs> you sounded great. All right, we'll end it there.